Hi. Trekkies and Trekkers around the globe. It's Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. That means we are live. That means you can pick up your your phone, let your fingers do the walking, and call Trek Talking right now at 646-668-2433. You may have noticed that that's not our usual Trek Talking theme, which was so wonderfully done by our very own Eric, but that was the KLF, um, the TARDIS song uh the doctor who song and why are we playing a doctor who song because we have a really fun show planned for you guys tonight i was down at super mega fest a couple of weeks ago and i ran into these really really great really cool people standing on the line with my wife and my daughter and i and we were just hanging out doing what you do at conventions just kibitzing with the other fans and getting all excited and um we found out that there's going to be a star trek convention in Long Island, New York, and not only that, but there's a Doctor Who convention in Long Island, New York as well, and who do you think happened to be standing there on the line to tell me about this, but our very own Edwin and Rachel, and they are, uh, I don't remember, I don't have your titles in front of me, guys, I know you told me at the convention but I don't remember, so, <laughs> but anyways, I would like to introduce to you guys, Edwin. Hello, Edwin. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. Thank you very much, and I'm, I'm glad um, you could make it. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on, and um, in terms of Trek Long Island, it's next May, the 20th and the 21st. We have some great guests lined up. Uh, I am program coordinator and Rachel is talent liaison, and uh, uh, we're going to be announcing guests soon. We've already announced uh, Oded Fur as a headliner. He's obviously Admiral Vance in Star Trek Discovery, and Sandy Gimple is uh, one of our guests as well, and she was in the original series, The Salt Vampire and The Telosian, so, and we're going to be making more announcements soon, and I'll hand over to Rachel. 
Oh, okay. I mean, introducing myself. Sorry. Hi. You just introduced Hi. me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm in Hell <laughs> Sorry about that. That was awkward. Not a problem. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Sandy Gimple in person. We've had her on the podcast a couple of times, and so I'm looking forward to actually seeing her in person. So, yes. And uh, with me, as usual... We have our my truck spurts who, in this case, thankfully, are going to be my Whovians. And we'll start off with Eric. Eric is out in Portland. How are you doing tonight, Eric? I am doing really good, you guys. Uh, excited to talk about one of those kind of and beyond things. As uh, longtime <laughs> listeners of the podcast know, uh, we are sometimes called Trek Talking and Beyond because we often, uh, back in the day, would cover other kind of Trek-adjacent uh, franchises. Charles is really the Whovian among us, but I have seen a fair bit. Well, I've seen all of David Tennant. I've seen all of several other doctors. And so uh, I definitely feel the vibe and I love Doctor Who and I'm excited to talk to you guys tonight. So thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. And we also have with us Charles. Charles is out in Las Vegas. How are you doing tonight, Charles? I'm doing good. Home of where Mother Nature is confused now. She decided this weekend, let's have a cold front come through and drop the temperature 20 degrees. I think it was colder in Vegas in the morning than it was with Jim, because we dropped to about 48 last night. Yeah, well, you know, pretty soon, that, that will switch soon. Pretty soon it'll be cold and snowing here in Vermont, and it'll be nice, yeah. nice and sunny. Well, geez. We were enjoying 80s last week. It's 64 today. Wow. So we got on deck. But I am definitely a Whovian. I raced home from role-playing last night to be in front of the TV set so I could watch Jody's final episode. So I'm ready for the discussion. It's going to be good. And also, we have with us, also from Portland, we have our very own David, the donut guy. How you doing, David? Pretty good. I just got one question. Who is on first? The, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, David? You don't have to feel bad because um, I bet you, I bet you, you and I know just about the same amount of information about Doctor Who. So you're not alone. We have, we have with us, we have Eric with us. And Charles with us, so we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third kind of deal with us, so yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. We'll get we'll get you through it. So uh, before we start talking about uh, Jody Whitaker and what's going on in the Doctor Who universe, let's talk a little bit about about the convention, the Long Island Doctor Who convention um, that's going on. That's going to be what November nineteenth and twentieth at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. And Long Island, yep. right? So it, it's um, it's November uh, 19 and 20. Um, it's uh, called Megalos 2022. And uh, we have a great selection of guests. Firstly, we have um, the, the headliner, Peter Davison. And he was the fifth doctor. For those of you that know, he took over in 1981 from Tom Baker. And uh, he played the role for three years. And Peter Davison was, before that, known for a 
a show, I believe they're showing the remake on PBS currently, All Creatures Great and Small, where he played a vet called Tristan Farnan. And he's very well known in uh, England for uh, multiple shows. Um, he recently was on, I say recently, it was probably about 10 years ago now, Law and Order UK, uh, the UK version of that popular show. Um, <clears throat> we also have Janet Fielding, who played Tegan Jovanka in the show. She was uh, a companion um, of, of Peter Davison's doctor, and she joined, she played an air hostess uh, who joined the TARDIS crew uh, after the master murdered her aunt. And uh, she ended up becoming embroiled in the Doctor's adventures. And uh, she was actually in yesterday's episode reprising the role of Tegan after 40 years, which was a nod to the past. And um, um, Peter Davison was also in yesterday's episode uh, in a a cameo performance. Um, We have Sarah Sutton as a guest. She played Nissa, who was a companion of the Fifth Doctor at the same era. Um, We have... Sophie Aldred, who played Ace, she was with Sylvester McCoy, uh, his seventh doctor, and she featured in yesterday's episode as well in a main role, uh, reprising the role after some 30 years. Um, And this is a guest who I'm going to talk about next, who uh, American audiences will likely know, is Kevin McNally. Kevin McNally has been in a ton of things. Uh, He played a general in Designated Survivor. He was in Supernatural. He played a character called Frank, who was a friend of Bobby the Hunter's in that show. Uh, And he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, The name of his character from that escapes me for the moment, but he's in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, starring alongside Lee Ehrenberg and Johnny Depp and, and the rest of the crew. And he is actually—he uh, is—he's got good name recognition in the U.S. and he's a much sought-after guest. Um, so uh, definitely worth coming for him. Uh, we have Wendy Padbury and Fraser Hines, who uh, played Zoe and Jamie. They featured in the late 1960s with the Second Doctor, Patrick Troughton. Um, we have John Davy and Tim Dane Reed. They play. Dalek, Cybermen, and all other manner of monsters and creatures from Doctor Who. And they bring that perspective to the show. And lastly, but by no means least, we have uh, Bavnisha Palmer, or Bav as we know her. Uh, and she plays uh, the sister of a character, Yaz. Yaz is one of Jodie Whittaker's companions. And Bav plays her sister. She's going to be joining us. And we saw her in Los Angeles at Gallifrey early, the Gallifrey Convention earlier this year, and she's an absolute delight. So we have a very, very good selection of guests, and we have some Doctor Who authors there, including John Peel. Uh, he's written some Star Trek novels as well, a bit of cross-pollination there. So that, that's our guest slate, and it looks like it's going to be a really, really good lineup. Now, uh, what kind of events do you have planned? Is there, uh, like, uh, do people cosplay? And again, oh, yeah. do they cosplay like like they do at a Star Trek convention? Oh, absolutely! Um, you'll get all kinds of manner of cosplay, and we have panels. Um, there's all kinds of events that go on. It's very similar to a Star Trek convention, actually. <laughs> we well, you have panels. And we have, they do match game. They do a Doctor Who variation of match game, which is hilarious. 
and the uh, actors actually take part in it. So unlike a Star Trek convention where actors go on stage, they do their panel, they do their autographs and their photo ops, and they're largely done, many of the celebrities that come to the Doctor Who convention actually take part in some of the activities. Um, and Match Game is one of them, and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I think we have, we've done also like Wheel of Fortune, a Doctor Who variation of that. Um, we had one company come one time, and they did some Doctor Who-themed uh, radio, old-time radio-type show, which was very, very good. Um, and we have, like, uh, in the past, we've had, like, dinner receptions, and the actors attend that, and each actor sits at a table. And, and it's not just, like, a brief sort of 30 seconds show up at the table and say hi. They actually sit at the table with you and break bread and talk to you. They're very, very approachable, and it's a very, very atmosphere. Wow. Oh, so where can people get tickets if they would like to attend? So the tickets are available on the website that's longislanddoctorwho.com. So that's longislanddoctorwho, all lowercase, all one word, dot com. And I believe tickets will be on sale at the door as well. And what kind of ticket prices are we looking at here? So we are looking at, I believe it's $79 for the entire weekend pass, $89 for a Saturday pass. And I am, let me just very quickly check, trying to find the, here we go, purchase passes. So, yeah, it's general admission for the entire weekend is $79. Children, children 12 and under weekend passes are $20 with an accompanying adult pass. And uh, the advanced Saturday adult general admission pass is $59. And they're available on the website and at the door. And is there a disc? Do you have a hotel uh, discount plan as well? We do have. There is a hotel discount plan, but unfortunately, the Holiday Inn is fully booked. So there is an Overflow Hotel, um, and it is the Overflow is the Hampton Inn across the street. Um, so, and I'm not sure. I believe there was a hotel discount. It was $119 for the for the night. Uh, I am not. Certain. I've, I've sent out a message to the showrunner, but I'm not certain if the Hampton Inn does that same rate. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do either. Yeah. So, um, um, but you know, the, the hotels around the area are quite reasonably priced, so they're around that price range uh, for that particular weekend. So, um, it, it's not going to break the wallet, you know. Um, I believe right. on the Friday there is a screening. Of uh, there's a movie that came out called Doctor Who Am I, and this is by Matthew Jacobs, who wrote the, um, uh, the screenplay for the uh, Doctor Who television movie that came out here on uh, Fox in 1996 with Paul McGann as the Doctor. They made a movie about getting this this movie off the ground after so many years of Doctor Who being off the air, and that I believe will be screening on the Friday night and throughout the entire weekend as well. And in addition wow. to panels, they have autograph sessions, and the autographs are very reasonably priced. Um, and we have photo op sessions, and these can be purchased at the convention. And it's, it's a very, very relaxed, very intimate atmosphere. So any Doctor Who fan that is looking for their fix, this is the place to come. 
So obviously there there's a Doctor Who dealer's room as well with vendors. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have our friends from Pixel Who will be there, and they sell all kinds of merchandise, um, pins, etc., and uh, they're extremely popular. Um, and we have lots of Doctor Who uh, vendors selling Doctor Who merchandise, and there's regular, regular merchandise vendors. as well, yeah. you know, and uh, just to please the Star Trek fans, because I'm always looking for a Star Trek bargain, there are people selling Star Trek and other sort of uh, um, uh, pop culture items. So it's a very, very good vendor's room. And, and I believe they sell um, – there was one place there last year selling, like, cookies and cakes and so on, and a local, <laughs> local bakery, and that was phenomenal. So I really needed those extra calories, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, as I recall, when we ran into you guys at Super Mega Fest, uh, you were on your way out to look for food because Rachel's hungry. Yes, yep, we were, yep. <laughs> I, I think we ended up until we got home and got something closer to home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many yeah, how many years have they been doing this convention and uh, this Doctor Who they, convention? You know, I believe it, first, it was like uh, 2012 was the first convention. And it's been running every year since, except for obviously the dark times during COVID when when nothing was running. Um, but it, it kind of it relaunched again in uh, 2020 it relaunched with a small scale convention. Um, and that one was called an unearthly convention. Last year it was called Time Flight. This year it's called Megloth. Each each title for the convention has a Doctor Who theme. This one is named after a villain from one Tom Baker story, which was basically a sentient cactus. Um, don't ask me why they called it Megloth. I, I wasn't in charge of organizing the convention, but <laughs> that's something you can ask the showrunner when you all come. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the title was because I, I, I have no clue. I'm glad you yeah, pointed it, that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I just tell everyone it's a Doctor Who convention because no one yeah. knows what on earth Megalos is. So. Yeah. If you're outside of hardcore Doctor Who fans, no one knows know, what Megalos is. Know, but, yeah. but it's a good talking point, you know. Yeah, I, Eric, did you know what that? What, did you catch that reference? Uh, no, but I am happy to know that, uh, it's in there and I, I look forward to learning more. <laughs> Charles, did you catch that reference? I don't know enough of the creatures that far back, at least without looking in my encyclopedia. So no, I didn't catch the reference. <laughs> oh, good. I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I mean, it just is like basically kind of a cool sounding name. I didn't like, even know. Yeah, so I had yeah. to explain to everyone what Megloth is, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to somebody who doesn't necessarily get that reference right away, it still sounds like a really cool, like, convention name, you know what I mean? It's got that, like, sci-fi yeah, kind of feel to it. Exactly. The, the, the name is actually way more cool than the villain, trust me. When, <laughs> when you watch the show, the, I, I, and I say this with deep affection, but I love Doctor Who, right? I, I love the old cheesy Doctor Who. I, it's like it's filmed in a studio. It's like on a theater stage, and, it, and it's very hokey, and the effects are questionable. <laughs> but 
I just love it. And, and you know, the, like the original Star Trek, the stories are so good because they yeah. had to make up for not having the budget. So the actors really had to put something into it and, and the writers. And, you know, for the most part, it works. There's some turkeys, but, I mean, even now with a big budget, they produce plenty of turkeys. So it's like it, it's kind of a Doctor Who. Some of it's quirky. Some of it's like gothic horror. It it can be anything, really. Um, and I could show you an episode that I absolutely loved, and you could watch it and totally hate it because it's not – it doesn't yeah. jive with you. Well, I got to tell you, Edwin, um, before <laughs> Jodie Whittaker, there was, a, there was a Marvel show on Netflix called Jessica Jones. And the bad guy uh, yes, on did. Jessica Jones was uh, the – purple the purple man i forgot his name but it was david tennant david tennant and eric and charles told me that he was on doctor who so i thought great all right so me and my daughter jamie decided we're going to watch an episode of doctor who because we really liked this david tennant when he was on jessica jones so I, i find some doctor who and i i put on this episode and it had this giant face stretched out across the like a piece of skin, talking skin, and <laughs> basketball heads floating around the planet and stuff, and a little talking bird or a little talking out of I in a cage talking, and I yeah. and I look, what are we watching? What what is yeah. this? That episode. <laughs> so, so that is that yeah. is I I'm I'm the unpopular opinion here because like I find some of that was a Russell T Davis story and I. I, I find some of his stories like really out of the off the wall and ridiculous, and that was one of those off the wall <laughs> ridiculous stories. And like yeah. people who quirky humorous side of Doctor Who, right. um, they will love that episode. People like, like me it. who prefer it when it's serious and it's like hardcore science fiction or gothic horror will loathe that episode. It, it's a little too. Um, it, the the humor in it for me doesn't really work, so uh, that's not an episode I would use. Yeah, to in- you pick like one of the most yeah. I I would, I would not use that episode to introduce someone yeah. to the show. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't impressed at all, and I was like, why is everyone talking about how great this show is? This is yeah. this is. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if you do the thankfully- one after that, that's about a werewolf. That's good. Yeah. That, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. Well, Jody Whitaker came along, and Eric and Charles talked me into giving it another chance, and we started reviewing the episodes with Jody Whitaker, and and I gotta say, I was I was impressed, I was pleased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, Edwin, I noticed that that you changed your Facebook picture, and mm-hmm. you actually have a picture of you with Jody Whitaker. Yeah. What, what was she yeah. like? Was she was she cool? What, tell me about her. Oh yeah. So that's that's actually not the first time I've met her. Um, many many years ago, 2012, I went back to England for a vacation, and Christopher Eccleston, the the ninth Doctor, uh, former Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and he wasn't doing conventions at the time. He was going to be at the National Theatre playing King Creon in Antigone. So I was going back. To, to England for a vacation and I booked my ticket to see Antigone and I was enjoying the play and it was always great to see Chris on stage and 
the actress playing Antigone was a very young Jodie Whittaker. And after the show, I was at the stage door and I, Chris came, he posed for a picture, he signed my playbill, he signed some Doctor Who stuff. And then Jodie came out and I didn't get a selfie with her, but she signed my playbill and she chatted with me and she was exceedingly nice. Very nice. Uh, um, and, you know, I sort of said to her, like, you're, you're an amazing actor. You know, you, you were on that stage with Eccleston and you held your own. You, like, did a really good job, like, like as, you know, up against him type thing because he, he's the villain of the piece. And um, and I was very impressed. So then when they announced that Jodie Whittaker was going to be the doctor, I was doing backflips around my living room because I'd met her. And I can't do backflips. Um, and I was back flipping in my living room because, like, I had already got a playbill signed by her and Christopher Eccleston. I'm like, oh, my God, I met this doctor wow. six years before she got the role, and I've seen two doctors in a play. Uh, so I'm wondering how many more people that were in that play who signed my playbill are going to end up as a doctor who. <laughs> so, uh, um, and I have... I, I have met, my doctor was John Pertwee, number three. I grew up with him, Doctor Who was the first TV show I watched as a kid. I watched The Green Death with the giant maggots, and um, it, it stuck in my mind. I love John Pertwee and Katie Manning, and I've been watching it ever since, like, 1973, 74. Um, and I have met every single doctor with the exception of William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton, because obviously they, they passed away uh, when I was young. And um, it's easier to tell you the doctors I haven't met. Um, and um, I obviously haven't met Shuti Gatwa, who has been cast as the next doctor. Um, but other than that, I've met all of them, three through 13, including John Hurt, who played the war doctor, and Joe Martin, who played the fugitive doctor, which are alternative versions of the doctor. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the, the, this other doctor. I'm still confused about that, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but I want I wanted to uh, I want to hear a little bit of, from from Rachel because we have her on the yep. show, and uh, I wanted I wanted to talk to Rachel a little bit about your favorite doctor and how you got involved in this whole thing. Oh, geez. Okay, so I started oh. watching um, with Eccleston. Um. As most people have that are current fans that have um, really gotten to it. Um, and I watched it for a long time. And then when I got with Edwin, he graciously introduced me to the older Doctor Who, as it's called. And I have to say, Pertwee is my favorite, the third Doctor. Um, he's just extremely interesting and complex. And so I have to say... The third doctor is my favorite, followed by probably the tenth, David Tennant. Yeah, he's cool. He's yeah. cool. And <laughs> I, I I feel like you know, hearing you guys talking about Doctor Who, and, and it makes me think about people hearing me talk about Star Trek. It's like <laughs> and. And they have no idea what I'm saying, and they're just smiling politely, and they're saying, "What the hell's a Klingon?" And just pretending that they're that they know, and they have no clue. And I'm trying to put myself into those shoes here, um, but it's hard because it's it, there's so much of it. So it's 
a lot of people tend to break it up between like new who and old who. Um, but there's so much content that unless you're Edwin, who <laughs> knows almost everything, you know, you're never going to truly know everything about Doctor Who. So it, it, it just takes time, <laughs> a lot of time. So uh, what's, what is your involvement uh, at the convention? Are you going to be running a panel or, or uh, judging a costume contest or what? No. <laughs> no, I don't normally cosplay. Um, I'll be doing some panels. I'll be doing some interviews. And um, depending if they need me or not, I usually help out with um, the actors, personal assistant kind of stuff. So I kind of have my hands in everything. That's, that sounds fun. That sounds interesting. It's nice. Yeah, I bet. I bet that is. I mean, it, it, you know, um, so, wow, man, time is flying, isn't it? So, Eric, did you have any questions for either Rachel or Edwin? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, uh, you know, I guess what I was going to get into a little bit is I'm always interested in the actors that you don't see their faces, you know, <laughs> whether it's the guy who played Chewbacca or whether it's, you know, uh, who does uh, the voice of Darth Vader, that kind of stuff. And so I'm fascinated by you guys having John Davey at your convention um, as the man who has played so many of these like cool, uh, mm. hard not to call them creatures, I guess, uh, things from another world. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, uh, hear what you all had to say about him. It seems like if I was able to attend this convention, that would be the guy that I personally would be the most excited about meeting. Yeah. Uh, him, John and uh, Tim Dane-Reed, they, they, are, uh, they are two of the actors that have performed as, like, Cybermen, Daleks and a variety of, of other aliens and characters. Mm-hmm. And they always have great stories to tell. Oh, yeah, they they obviously, really you know, they've worked with all doctors. John Davies been in the show for years. And they also do other uh, shows, like they've been in Game of Thrones and, and other, like, you know, shows that are filmed in England. And John has been to Long Island who, uh, two or three times. And he, he always has some great stories. Um, and there's another guy, Mike. He was at Gallifrey. I don't think he's done Long Island who, but... Richard Ashton. Yeah, uh, Richard, Richard Ashton came. Yeah. Uh, he, he was great. He played uh, uh, some Ice Warriors. Oh, and we also had, at one of the conventions, we had Spencer Wilding. And he played an Ice Warrior in, in Doctor Who. And then I think, like, you know, uh, he was relatively unknown at the time, and then suddenly he was cast as Darth Vader in Rogue One. And so it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, that's... And, and it, it, it's quite interesting because it's like, I, I remember, like, some of the actors would come to the conventions pre-David Tennant, and, you know, there'd be, a, like, a small group of people and so on. And then suddenly when David Tennant took over as the Doctor and it became really popular over here, we suddenly saw our attendance increase dramatically. Um, and, and, you know, everyone keeps saying, when are you, you going to get David Tennant? And I say, well, you know, when we can, like, uh, you know, sell a kidney on eBay to pay for right. him. Because, <laughs> you know, so it's like, however, however, I have been billing it as come and meet David Tennant's father-in-law, Peter there Davison. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Because um, 
for those of you on on that don't know, for those of you that have been living under a rock and don't know this, um, Peter Davison, uh, sorry, David Tennant, in one of his episodes, they had Georgia Moffat, who is Peter Davison's actual daughter. And in this episode, she plays like a female clone of the Doctor, which is technically his daughter. And so you you had Peter Davison and Georgia Moffat romance blossomed, and they got married, and they now have a large family. And Peter Davison, David Tennant is a real Doctor Who fan. He's a, like a real geek. He puts all of us to shame. And he ended up playing the iconic role. And now his actual father-in-law is actually Peter Davison. And Peter Davison was once asked at the convention I was at. It may have actually, I think it was Long Island Who. What's the strangest gift a Doctor Who fan has ever given you? And he replied, a grandchild. And like the audience (laughs) erupted in laughter. So, yeah. That's excellent. But um, as I was going to say, John John Davy and Tim, they've got some great stories. And you would be able to, like, go up to their table and talk with them. They're very friendly. Yeah. And and, uh, and I love, like, having the stunt people in as well because they've got stories on the set that you don't otherwise see. It's a a very different perspective. Yeah, you you would absolutely love it. You feel very at home here. Yeah, that's fantastic. We always appreciate it uh, when that happens in Star Trek conventions. And, you know, we've had, we were talking uh, at the top of the show here about uh, other Star Trek conventions happening in your area coming up. Sandy Gimple being one of your guests. She's been on the on the show several times. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, I love that kind of close access at these, uh, you know, smaller conventions, yeah. right? Because it, you can get up close to them without feeling um, like you're wading through a sea of 10,000 people. I do have to say that is probably one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite conventions. I mean, you still get a good number of people, but you don't feel like you're wading through people. And you can actually walk without bumping into somebody every five seconds. And the actors are much more approachable. And it's kind of more relaxed mm-hmm. and biggest reasons why I love this convention personally. Yeah. 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 Just, just to loop back into Sandy, um, we saw her in, in, um, in LA in, in uh, February and we were talking to her about like Trek Long Island. And she was telling us like, she is still at the age of 82. She is still a very active stunt woman. Um, like I think two years ago, she appeared in a zombie flick with Donald Sutherland playing his zombified wife. And, um, you know, I, I recognized her. She said, you recognize me under all that zombie makeup? And she, <laughs> like, you know, she's, she's finished shooting the weird Al Yankovic story with Daniel Radcliffe. And she's done another movie oh. with Daniel. Um, wow. She's very good friend with and you know she was regaling us with stories about him on the set and apparently he's a really nice down-to-earth guy so when you come and you you see like like you're going to see sandy at trek long island she's got a lot of stories it's not just star trek it's like a very very broad spectrum of productions that she's been in and some great stories as you say from the stunt perspective as well mm-hmm. well that's she uh, told yeah. us the story on the podcast about eating pizza with Elvis Presley. Wow, which was a what a great story. <laughs> that is a great story. And the dancing, like, yeah, I mean, such a great... I wish it, we need to figure out what episode that was, because that was one of those ones that's just so special. Yeah. Well, before I pass it to Charles, I just want to say one more thing about one of your guests. So 
it, you know, John Davey, pretty awesome draw. Uh, I would be into seeing him and sitting down and chatting with him. Also, Bob Nishapamar. Like, I love her so much. And what do you call her? Bob? Just Bob? She oh, Bob. Bob. Yeah. So she was at Gallifrey. She was at our dinner. We went out for dinner on the Sunday night. And, like, um, all, the, all the older guests, like, we had Michael Jason there who played the Valiard in Doctor Who. We had Sylvester McCoy, who's the seventh Doctor. And Colin Spall, who'd been in some Colin Baker and, and some David Tennant episodes. And, and Bavard, like, she was new to the convention circuit. And, like, she was, like, she, she was like a duck to water with these these older Whovian guys, you know. They were like, uh, it was like, oh, yeah, so anyway, Bab, what were you saying about? And it, it was, like, great. She just blended right in. She's instantly in the Who family, and she's a really lovely person, really a lot of fun. Again, some great stories and about working with Jodie. She has nothing but, and I haven't just heard this from Bab. I've heard this from several people, that Jodie is a real delight to work with. She really takes the lead on the set. And I think, you know, because Janet Fielding and, and Sophie Aldred and Peter were in this episode that aired yesterday, uh, they're going to have a lot to say about Jodie. And Kevin McNally was actually in Jodie's last season, the six-part miniseries, Flux. He played a professor that faced off against the Weeping Angels. So I think you're going to get lots of stories about current Who and about Jodie Whittaker's time as the Doctor. So it, it's not just going to be the past. It's going to be, you know, the, the current, you know. Well, I'll admit as an American, I probably don't know as much uh, British history as I should. And so I will admit that um, Ghost of the Punjab was one of my intros into the whole, like, mm. wanting to dig deeper into the concept of partition and, like, what happened yep. and, you know, mm. all that kind of stuff. And I just, I remember watching that episode with which had Bob in it. And um, I literally went and spent the next day <laughs> or two, yeah. like, researching partition stuff because I was really, it just got me very, very interested in the historical aspects of this culture that you know i feel adjacent to as an american but i really didn't know anything about what the whole like british and um you know indian and the pakistani and like like that whole situation i just didn't know anything about it well you you weren't the only one you know it's like a lot of people in england don't know that like a lot of the stuff isn't schools and and a lot of a lot of the history is is it's not that it's not known it's just that it's not really taught in schools and Mm -hmm. and uh, Doctor Who, when it originally came out, was meant to be educational. And in the William Hartnell, the first Doctor, they had purely historical stories where they would just land and mess around in history. They've got a story called The Romans, which is amazing. No aliens meddling with time, no extraterrestrials or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just Panyans arrive in ancient Rome and they hang out for four weeks. And they mm-hmm. get involved in local politics and stuff. There's another one, the Aztecs, where, like, the doctor has a cup of cocoa with an Aztec priestess, and then he finds out he's engaged to be married to her, and that was the ceremony. So, you know, it's like there's lots of fun, and and it was very educational. And then the Daleks came along, and suddenly everyone wanted monsters. Everyone wanted aliens. (laughs) Sadly, even the Ghost of Punjab was a fantastic story, but they had aliens in it, yeah. and it's yeah. like like the, they did a story about Rosa Parks, which was phenomenal. So good. But they had an alien meddling with time, and it's like I was watching them going, "This story in and of itself is great without having to have an alien. Yeah. Please just give yeah. us a pure 
historical story. It it could be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Well, uh, it's exciting that she's going to be at your convention, and I wish I could meet her. So uh, that's super cool. Um, thank you guys so much for please coming come, on our podcast. Come. Yeah, well, I wish I could, man. It's in New Jersey, but it's, uh, I'm I'm in the great northwest of Portland, Oregon. But I, that, wow. there are plenty of people who are in your area, and I strongly encourage people to go. There are some really phenomenal actors here that you can get some pretty close access to. It sounds like, and Charles. I don't want to take up all the time, so why don't I pass the baton to you? Well, you talked about the doctors you've met. I'd love to hear any interesting stories about any of the companions or masters you've met. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, Rachel's got a companion story. Oh, she wants me to tell it. Okay. So... um, (laughs) We, Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant, we were having a photo op with her, and she smelled Rachel's perfume. And Katie is very eccentric and very lovely, and we love her. And she was like, oh, 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 lovey, I do love your perfume. Could I, could I borrow some? <laughs> so Rachel ran and got this big bottle of perfume and sprayed Katie with it. And then throughout the weekend, Katie kept coming up to Rachel. So I just kept it in my so purse. She kept it in her purse, and Katie kept coming to hit Rachel up for perfume. <laughs> and I said, because Katie was my first companion and my first girl crush. And, like, I said, this is unbelievable. My wife and my girl crush are bonding over perfume. I, I, I'm on sensory overload right now. So um, after oh. the master, I had the pleasure of about two weeks ago, meeting Michelle Gomez at New York Comic Con. She was at the Doom Patrol panel, and she played a female version of the Master in Peter Capaldi's Mm -hmm. era called Miss. Yeah. And she was viciously evil and crazy. And after the panel, I approached the stage, and she came over. She signed a couple of Doctor Who books for me, and she posed for a picture. And Joy Van Wade was there as well. He is cyborg in Doom Patrol, and he played a character, a artist called Riggsy in the in the Peter Capaldi episode. He was in a couple of episodes, and he signed a Doctor Who book for me and posed for a picture. So they're very Doctor Who actors are typically very friendly and approachable, um, and a lot of Michelle is a lot of fun. I've seen her at other events. Um, other companions, I had the pleasure of meeting Liz Sladen, Sarah Jane, uh, back in England. She was lovely. Um, Sophie, uh, we, we've hung out with. I've interviewed Sophie and Katie um, and, and many of the, the new companions. Uh, we saw um, um, Mandip Gill, who plays Yaz in the new show. She was at Gallifrey. Uh-huh. Sasha DeWine, who played the master in yesterday's episode, he was at Gallifrey. And uh, they were... They're just amazing guests, so they experience quite a few of the companions. Um, look, probably one of my favorite companions is Brigadier Alastair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart, played by the late Nicholas Courtney. He's a very popular character. He appeared over the years with multiple doctors. He sadly passed in 2008, but he is he's fondly remembered. Gemma Redgrave plays Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, his daughter, and she's now in charge of, of the, the military faction that helps the doctor. They're called UNIT, uh, the United Nations Intelligence yeah. Task Force. And uh, so, you know, it, it, but he, he was a fantastic. And he had this thing. When people say, who's your favorite doctor? Pertwee's my favorite doctor. But the brigadier would say, wonderful chap. 
all of them. And yeah. I like to say that yeah. when I, I do Pertwee because I grew up with him, but I do love all of them. There's not been one doctor that's made me... Some of the stories have been a bit cringeworthy, but I, I, like, I do love all of them. Well, I I would sit there and say I'm I'm more especially with the newer doctors, but definitely love what Baker did. Eccleson mm. was was great. I had a little bit of problem with Peter. Peter, come mm. in, grumpy grumpy doctor. <laughs> we always That's talk true. about grumpy cat. It's like okay, we have grumpy doctor. Yeah. But I finally got towards Jody and said, okay, I got to get through his stuff and got through his work. But it's hard to pick a favorite because I like what Ec- Eccleston, like Baker started me, but mm-hmm. Eccleston brought me back, brought me into the Who universe that I couldn't leave. And then David going through Matt. Oh, man. Between David and Matt. Tennant mm-hmm. had that, like, personality. I literally, I literally, think, so good. I literally yeah. think that several people, but Matt is one of them, that really brought the bow tie back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bow ties but, are being cool. <laughs> Yeah, and I was watching the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode where we had the multiple doctors, including we met the war doctor, and the, the Fez showed up, but, oh, the Fez. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you were mentioning Tom Baker. Um, one of the ways I fell in love with him was actually through um, – Big Finish, which does a lot of audio dramas and audio books. So if you really like Tom Baker, you should definitely check out some of those stories. They've, they've done like a gajillion audio dramas starring Tom Baker. And they're ama- Big Finish are amazing. They come to Doctor Who conventions and a lot of the past doctors, uh, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Sylvester McCoy, um, um, Tennant Eccleston's doing them Eccleston's come back to Doctor Who and he's playing them again on audio and okay. they're, they're really good it's like imagine having an episode on the television and you just shut your eyes and you're listening to it that's how good these are um, they, they've yeah. got like hundreds of audio adventures but if you're a diehard Doctor Who fan they're definitely worth it I'm a big audio fan so I will start looking for the books Bigfinish.com. Yeah. Bigfinish.com, yeah. They are really, really good. And I actually, I didn't care much. For, I liked Eccleston's Doctor, but I didn't care much for his stories. I liked about half of his season. But I bought his Big Finish audios, and they were amazing. Okay. They, they like, I always felt his Doctor was a little bit dark and grumpy, and they made mm. him Big Finish him more lighthearted. And I guess they said to him, Chris, how would you like to play the Doctor? And they gave they give the actors a bit more free reign, and it really helps. Do do I'm curious when it comes to these audio dramas, do they uh, do the fans, I guess, get sort of caught up in the concept of whether or not these adventures are part of the canon or not? I know that when it comes to Star Trek, yeah. you know, people get yeah, a little bit caught up does, in that uh, kind of concept. 
Yeah. It, it does surface, and um, basically it, it's been in question. They are licensed by the BBC, and they are made by people that are involved in the Doctor Who television show, and they're made with the blessing of the showrunners. Yeah. So in terms of continuity, for the most part, they've kept continuity, mm-hmm. and they are considered canon because it, there was a mini-episode called Night of the Doctor, and Paul McGann mentions... As he's regenerating, he mentions names of past companions, and some of the ones he refers to are big Finnish companions, and a lot of that as validation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I would tell Doctor Who fans what I tell Star Trek fans. Canon's whatever you want it to be. So, like, you read a Star Trek book, and you like it, and you enjoy it, then it's canon, you know? And no one can tell you otherwise. Um, So I I Mm -hmm. think... uh, but the, the big finish, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, they're canon. Okay. There's there's one or two contradictions, like in one story, Chibnall had Mary Shelley in a, in a Jodie Whittaker story, and they'd already done Mary Shelley with Paul McGann, and there's a little contradiction. Um, but then in Doctor Who, there's this whole concept that time can be rewritten, and oh, Doctor hey. Who's continuity is, like, shot to pieces anyway. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, my, my, in, in my in my head, I just take it that the Doctor's travelled in time so much that things get altered and rewritten, so anything yeah, goes basically. Kind of yeah, sure. That's their get-out-of-jail-free card. Exactly. Wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, when you have a Doctor who just about almost witnesses his own death, Matt mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and what do you think of Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen in, in House of the Dragon? I don't know if you watched the Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, but he, he's in that. I mean, I think he's phenomenal. Matt Smith's my favorite of the new crop. Um, and and uh, I think he's phenomenal in House of the Dragon. I now, haven't uh, watched personally. Which one I, I've got a, I haven't seen it personally. I have a Whovian fan friend of mine. She loves seeing him. She loves what he's done in that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which character? Yeah. Which character is he? Damon Targaryen. So he's he's um, the um, brother of the king. Oh, the the brother. Yeah. The brother, brother. Yeah. The yeah. brother of the yeah. king. He's he's the one that just married his sister. The his cousin. His, yeah. His, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <It's all> royal. <laughs> I know one of my friends was rather disturbed about like they see him as the doctor. So when they saw him like marrying his niece and all the other fun stuff he gets up to in that show, and I had to point out to them that he is a working actor and it's a different role. It's hard though when you see him one way. Well, I didn't even know who he was till you just mentioned it. So yeah, yeah, but. Anyways, let's go. Let's uh, before we before we wrap up, let's swing back around uh, to the convention one more time, mm-hmm. and because yep. um, that's what that we're trying. That's what we're actually here for. So, um, yep. why, why don't we let everybody know one more time where, when, how, who, the, the essentials, so that they can be part of this Whovian universe. Well, the um, where is Long Island. It's the Holiday Inn, Long Island, Islip Airport East, Holtzville, New York. And um, it is a Doctor Who convention. It is $79 for a general admission weekend pass, 
$59 for a Saturday admission pass. Uh, children 12 and under are $20 with an adult who has a general admission pass. And the guests include Peter Davison, who played the fifth doctor and has been in multiple television shows in the UK. Janet Fielding, who played Tegan Javanka, one of his companions in the 1980s. And she reprised the role yesterday in Power of the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's last episode. Sarah Sutton plays Nyssa. Uh, a companion of the Fifth Doctor, and she also travelled with Tegan. Uh, Sophie Aldred played Ace, who travelled with the Seventh Doctor, and she is um, she was also in the yesterday's episode, Power of the Daleks. Uh, Kevin McNally is in uh, Doctor Who. He's been in a Twin Dilemma, a Sixth Doctor story, and he was also in Jodie Whittaker's series Flux, where he played a professor who faced off against the evil weeping angels, which if you don't know what they are, watch an episode called Blink. It's so terrifying. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Don't blink. And and, and I gotta they, admit, uh, I I don't know who they are, so Well <laughs> Kevin's be... so good. They're so good. Kevin McCallie's oh, also Yeah they are. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean and he's also in Supernatural. He plays a character called Frank. Um, we have Wendy Padbury and Fraser Hines, who played Zoe and Jamie, companions of the second Doctor. We have Bav Palmer, um, who you all know, she was uh, Yaz's sister in the Jodie Whittaker era. And then uh, we have John Davy and Tim Dane Reed, who have played a variety of aliens, monsters, creatures, characters. And they will be talking about, like... Uh, the, the costume work they've done, stunt work, and so on. Um, so that, and we have some authors as well, uh, including John Peel, who has also written a couple of Star Trek novels and some Doctor Who novels. And um, it looks all set to be a fantastic weekend. And if you're a Doctor Who fan, come along because you will not experience anything like this. It's very intimate. It, it's a very lovely uh, um, celebration. And you can really get close to the stars and, and talk to them. They're real people, and, and they're very approachable. So. Yes, absolutely. And, and I want to say that it was a pleasure meeting you and Rachel at Super oh, Mega Fest. Right and uh, Karen, myself, and Jamie, we already have our reservation um, for Long Island Trek. We're definitely going to be there. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again um, in the not-too-distant <laughs> future. And uh, hopefully, maybe Truck Talking can have a table there. We'll see how that works yep. out. And uh, I just <laughs> want to say thank you to both of you guys so much for coming on the show and sharing some of your stories with us and just hanging out and having some uh, Truck Talking, Whovian fun with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. And um, as I say, we'll, we'll come back and tell you more about Trek Long Island nearer the time. And uh, we're going to be check out treklongisland.com because there's going to be some great guest announcements uh, rolling out soon. Uh, we've got a lot of great, exciting news about that. So Trekkies need to watch out for that too because that's going to be worth uh, coming to as well. Oh, I'm looking forward to meeting Admiral Vance because on the podcast, we're always talking about like how Starfleet admirals are always evil. <laughs> or, you know, misunderstood. And he's one of those admirals that we liked. So I'm looking yeah. forward to yeah. meeting him. Yeah. I mean, Jim, that's my, like, if I was going to want to meet somebody from Discovery, it would be Michael Burnham, and then it would be Admiral Vance right after that, because that man is dreamy. I love that. You, yeah, you I come. like him. Get, get saving up. 
And I, I just want to say, Star Trek and Doctor Who have a lot in common. They were both born in the 60s. They both have questionable special effects. And they both had a lead actor <laughs> called William, uh, played by, they both had a lead actor named William who was replaced by a lead actor named Patrick. So, you, you know, there's a lot in common there. There you go. Wow. I love it. <laughs> well, anyways, I want to say thank you once again to both Rachel and Edwin for hanging out. Uh, please go and check out um, – Go to their website, get some tickets, check out the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can head over to trucktalking.com as well while you're at it and see what's going on with the Trek Talking crew as well. So I want to take this opportunity to say thank you so much to our very own David, the donut guy, who uh, just kind of sat in the background and absorbed knowledge like a sponge. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, David. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I learned a lot about Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I, you're like me, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm out there, but I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. And of course, thank you to our very own Eric for hanging out and uh, Hoovian talking with us tonight. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to our very own Charles for Hoovian talking with us as well. Thank you so much, Charles. Oh, that was so much fun talking. Oh, I gotta <laughs> get more into my news stuff. <laughs> it's been a while since, uh, yeah. it really has been a long time since we went beyond Trek because we've had so much Trek yeah, to talk it about. Is. That's the thing is we, for years, we didn't have any Trek to talk about. And so we went beyond and we talked about Battlestar Galacta. We talked about Doctor mm-hmm. Who. We talked about all this other sci-fi stuff. And now we are just drinking from that Star Trek fire hose and we have mm-hmm. little time to cover other stuff. So I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> Uh, you are kind of the revival of our and beyond subtitle. So thank yeah. you so much for, for being part of that. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And I want to let you guys know that Thursday night we'll be back, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be talking about Star Trek Lower Decks um, Trusted Sources, which was the episode that aired last week during our podcast. We're always a week behind. That way we don't have any spoilers and people that are listening to us around the globe don't have to worry about it. So you want to tune in Thursday night, 730. We'll have some fun. All right, guys, that wraps up the show. I just want to say to everybody, please stay safe and be good to each other. Remember, Star Trek fans slash Doctor Who fans are the best. You better believe it. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Thanks. Live long and Good night. Good night. Night. Bye. Let's see what's out there. Engage.